this week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all your devices, and you can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. So, Avram, this was a big week for yes, product I announcements. Even, like, wild. I, even, I could even start on Saturday, but not something that I normally cover. But uh, Saturday was Minecraft Live, and they announced some new Minecraft creatures. True, true. <laughs> uh, my son was really big on that, so we ended up watching it. And gotcha. they're going to have new... Uh, they were talking about new update packs and things like that. But... Let's talk. Um, let's talk about the the three major announcements. Really, two major announcements plus one that's kind of major to me. So, uh, on on Monday, uh, Apple announced its new MacBook Pros. But take a step back; it announced new processors to power those. So, as many of us know, Apple has had been making its own ARM-based processors and getting rid of Intel from its from its computers for a couple of years now. Uh, well, really for a year now. Or, uh, and it just announced two more powerful processors. The original was the M1. And now there's the M1 Pro and M1 Max, which are in the new 14 and 16 inch MacBooks that are coming out. And you can pre-order, I think, uh, now or I think next week. So the M1 Max, the most powerful member of the family, is has 57 billion transistors, uh, which is a lot of transistors. <laughs> it has uh, 10 CPU cores, 24 or 32 GPU cores, depending on which model you get, and uh, can support up to 64 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, the M1 Pro, which is the lower lower end of these two, uh, has 33.7 billion transistors, eight or 10 cores, depend, CPU cores, depending on which model you get, and 14 or 16 GPU cores, and supports up to 32 gigabytes of RAM. So these are in the new uh, M1 Pro and M1, uh, these are in the new Apple MacBook Pros, uh, which are up for pre-order and actually shipping on the 26th. Uh, the cheapest MacBook Pro you can get with it starts at 1999, and that is with uh, the a 14-core uh, GPU. Uh, if you want the 10-core CPU and 16-core GPU, you need to spend at least 2,500. Uh, and if you want the M1 Pro, uh, the M1 Max. You need to spend at least twenty eight ninety nine on on your laptop. Uh, so these are all um, Apple's ARM based processors. But remember, they run Apple software pretty well because most of it has been ported to ARM or can run well through emulation. The new MacBook Pros are going to ship with the late, with new Mac OS Monterey. Uh, and oh, and another cute little thing is that you is that the MacBook Pros have seen a few major changes to them besides just the cpus uh no more touch bar so that uh 
So the function row is back with actual keys. There's no touch bar as there had been for several years. They have brought back a dedicated HDMI port, dedicated SD card slot, and a you can charge over USB-C, but there will also be a MagSafe connector that so you can charge via MagSafe if you prefer that, and it'll charge faster. MagSafe, and, MagSafe three is what I I yes, think I heard it called. Yes, though it looks visually it looks just like two, but I imagine there's yeah, probably more power yeah, behind it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's faster charging for MagSafe three, and besides that, the webcam mirroring what we've seen on phones is in a notch. So the webcam is now taking up part of your screen real estate on your screen. And I guess because Apple has most, most uh, apps, unless they're full screen, they have the menu bar on the top. Well, now the middle of that menu bar is going to be a black box where the, uh, where the webcam lives. Fortunately, since, I think they are upgrading the webcam to a better webcam, so that's good. And since we know that the notch is the uh, the favorite feature on the iPhones, no wait, <laughs> strike that. The opposite. It's one of the most hated features of the iPhone. It makes sense that they would bring it. To the, nope, not that either. I don't understand the move. It seems really silly. And developers I, now have to, for full screen mode, developers now have to choose... Uh, their behavior, whether whether they will sit below the notch in full screen mode or whether they will uh, deal with the notch, which <sighs> I don't I don't like the this uh, you know companies being ashamed of the front facing cameras on their devices, whether it's a phone or a, a laptop. You need a good webcam. If any, if we haven't um, learned anything in the last year and a half of people doing remote work, it's that you need a good webcam. Everybody needs a good webcam. And most laptop webcams are still terrible. So you know what? I would rather have a thicker, slightly thicker space above my screen to give me a good quality webcam and not have it obstruct, not have it obstruct my uh, workspace than look cool by having it integrated into a notch. So that is really frustrating. Now, on the flip side of all this, Google just had a product announcement too, but Google's announcement is about phones. So this one is more up my alley because, because these sound to me really cool. So the uh, Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro are coming out. The Pixel 6 is only going to be $599, which is a great price. And the 6 Pro is $899. So that's much better than what you normally are paying for high-end Samsung phones, right? Uh, they, they also have a new processor, Google's Tensor processor with Titan M2. They claim that it is faster than... Uh, than a Snapdragon processor, but beyond all of that, it has built-in AI optimization for doing things like real-time translation and computational photography. Speaking of photography, the most distinctive feature of these new of the 
Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro is that they have a big black bar on the back where all the cameras live. And, you know, you could think that it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, or you could think it's like sunglasses for your phone. Anyway, um, the main camera is now 50 megapixels. Now, it is, I think it, the pictures are actually stored at 12 megapixels, but that means it's got a huge field of view, huge, you know, lets in a ton of light as an f-stop of 1.85. So absolutely sounds like it's going to be absolutely fantastic for photography. Uh, the, it also it comes with a 12 megapixel ultra wide lens that's F 2.2. And then if you buy the six pro, you also get a 48 megapixel telephoto lens. Um, the, the uh, pixel six is 6.4 inch display. Uh, that is 1080 by 2400 and the six and the pro is 6.7 inches at 1440 by 3120 resolution. Uh, both of these screens are somewhat high refresh rate. The pixel six is 90 Hertz and the six pro is 120 Hertz. Um, they're both rated for up to 24 hours of battery life. Granted, you know, that's obviously remains to be seen. Um, they both have pretty interesting front cameras. The six has an eight megapixel front camera with 84 degree field of view. And the uh, six pro has an, has an 11.1 megapixel front camera with 94 degree field of view. Good for those like cell, group selfies. Um, I understand also that the rear camera has a really, really wide field of view. So, uh, the cat the phones the phones especially the six comes in some really interesting colors it comes in like a sea foam color and a sort of a pinkish color um granted you probably want to put a case on these anyway but um it sounds uh these sound really fascinating especially for what you get for the price yeah for sure and it it sounds like uh and i <laughs> Obviously, I always have to to make this joke. They've finally caught up with the uh, the um, Nokia camera from like ten years ago. Yes, <laughs> yes, but they have some interesting features. Those, those poor pure, pure view cameras—they just never. Oh, Nokia couldn't yeah, give I, those things away. <laughs> I know. I keep waiting for people to get back to those fifty hundred megapixel cameras. Right. So here we are. We have fifty, which I've is got, great. I've got one of those Lumia 1020s around here somewhere. But this might be, you know, this has some interesting um, features because of the AI. So yeah. this, these sound like things Samsung would do. So they have something where you can remove people from the background. Okay. Um, so if there's someone in the background behind you in a, in a picture, it can you can edit them out. There is a motion mode that lets you capture, like... Um, action like it makes it look like a subject is moving because of the blur in the background or a long exposure that adds blur to moving subjects um oh there's also face unblur for capturing sharper images of moving people and real tone for capturing skin tones accurately um so i you know i often have First of all, I have a Pixel 5, 4A5G here, and I got it for the camera. I love the camera on this. 
but if it could be even better, fantastic. You know, the, um, are you, you know, saying if one it of could the, be even better, it would be even better. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> yes. If it would be even better, I would, I'd be even happier because I mean, there's a need for it to be even better, right? Especially, um, if you've got young children, as I do, you, you know, you want to, you want to catch them doing something cute and inevitably it'll be like, ah, their face will blur because they're doing something right so if this could deal with that fantastic you know or they're doing something really cute but you don't have all the lights on in the room so it's a little dark or um you know they're doing something really cute and running around and wouldn't it be neat if you could capture the motion of it so um so all those things sound sound really good to me Yeah, for sure. Um, I it it's been a while since I've been excited about Google hardware, um, but this one actually sounds exciting. I you know I I think our v- listeners and viewers are aware that I tend to go for the the weird devices, right? My, hence my obsession with Palm, and then uh, you know I've got a, a Surface Duo out in the office, uh, but. This one sounds like it would be a great, like, the phone that that we carry for live blogging from CES because we can take great yeah. pictures without having to worry about, you know, so much clutter and so much, you yeah, know, somebody that's, bumps that's you and things thing. like that. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because we've talked that's about enough. having one of those for the team for a while. You know, we've got a couple of we got a couple of corporate lines. Yeah. You know, we could throw a SIM card in and put it out into the wild. Yeah. This sounds like the perfect device for that. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I'm this is my camera for work, right? So people send me right. a laptop to review. I try to find a nice clean space in my office, which is hard to do. Uh, but when I do, I can take pictures of it. And those are what we use. So, you know, the, the better quality phone camera I have, the better I can do do my job. So it's it's definitely like, I'm, 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 that's the main thing I get excited about with phones these days is if the camera gets better. Cause honestly, I don't think the screen has to get that much better. The screens are, are really good at this point, unless you really care about full, you know, about uh, variable re, you know, getting a high refresh rate for your phone gaming, but I don't really care that much about phone gaming personally. So, so yeah, I mean, that's when you're doing something major with the camera, that's, that's really impressive. Finally, speaking of other things that are impressive, at least to me, is uh, something that was announced today, the Raspberry Pi build hack. Uh, as longtime uh, viewers know, I'm a big Raspberry Pi fan. I have a lot of Raspberry Pi stuff hanging around. Here's one in a case that's sitting here. Um, but this new thing that's coming out, it's called a the build hat. A hat is an add-on board. So uh, with the Raspberry Pi, you have these 40 pins here. They are called the GPIO pins. And then you can buy boards that attach them, and those are called hats, because uh, hat stands for hardware attached on top. And the build hat for $25 is something that is made in partnership between Raspberry Pi and Lego. And it has four, um, are they called LFN2, L, is it LPF2? Uh, LPF2 connectors. Uh, those are the little connectors that come on modern era, the last like three or four or five years, um, Lego 
electronics. So if you have a Lego boost set, if you have a Lego power up set, if you have some other new education and STEM sets that are used in the classroom, uh, these all, there are lots of lights and motors and sensors that have this connector. And with this, you can connect them directly to a Raspberry Pi where you can then use Python programming language to control them. So you can make, you can use this in your Lego robots. You can use the Lego color sensors. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. And then you can stack another hat on top of that. So if you want to do something else, like add a, you know, like add different kinds of sensors, add different kinds of motors, add RGB LEDs, all the, th all the different kinds of electronics that you can use with Raspberry Pi and with the intelligence of Raspberry Pi, you can do things like object recognition. I mean, you can also use a Raspberry Pi camera with, uh, with this. So it's, it's really neat, the build hat. Uh, it's right now, I think you can pre-order it uh, on Spark Fun and Pimeroni. It's not, it's not available yet. I think unless you go to the physical Raspberry Pi store in Cambridge, UK, but it will be available for $25. And then to power it, you will need a either batteries or a barrel connector that can emit, I think, eight volts. So there's an official for $15 power supply for it as well. But I think the really neat thing is that Lego and Raspberry Pi worked on this together so that you can really like superpower your Lego builds. Uh, it's great for kids who are learning to program. It's great for adults who want to build robots and things and use Legos instead of trying to 3D print or, or otherwise fabricate uh, the pieces that they need. They can use Lego for serious projects. Uh, so it's really cool. Yeah, it, I, I can see it being used uh, for like kids that are coming out of the first Lego league, right? Who have been working with Lego hardware and the Lego platform. They know the components, they know the sensors. And then this gives them the ability to continue to use all of that and bring it forward into Raspberry Pi um, to, to add some more um, uh, complex, isn't quite the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean, more full featured uh, uh, programming capabilities to it. I, I love this idea. Yeah, so I mean, you can program some of the newer Lego education kits do have their own programming language, mm -hmm. but their programming language is uh, their own. It's is a proprietary block based language, right? right? So, what you can do with Raspberry Pi is now you can use standard Python. Um, you can also use just a whole other world of electronics, and Lego is actually supporting this uh, in a, in another way, which is. If you buy one of their education kits, which is really expensive, so it's really for the classroom, it's like $300, $400. It comes with a plate that you can screw your Raspberry Pi into and use that to attach um, it to your Lego build. Now, that's their official solution to attaching the Raspberry Pi to a build, but there's a lot of unofficial solutions for, for doing that, 3D printed plates that you can get. Um, things like that. So you don't have to necessarily buy their expensive kit uh, to be able to physically attach your Raspberry Pi. Or sure. I've seen lots of people just build Legos around the Raspberry Pi and 
hold it in place that way. It doesn't necessarily have to be screwed in. That all makes sense. And uh, that's, I, I'm still wrapping my head around this. I love, I love this. I want one already. I want to use it over at Amrock like now. Yeah. One, <laughs> one word of caution. It does not work with the Mindstorm EV3. Okay. Um, it works with, I think, the new Mindstorm that's been out for a year or two, the, the four or whatever it is, but it does not okay. work with the EV3 connectors that have been around for many years. It's, But it yeah. does work with Lego Boost, Power Up, and I think the, the education kits, and I think the newest Mindstorm. So it's the current connectors. Gotcha. And obviously we've talked about a lot of stuff here, um, and... I imagine you guys have got stuff on all of this. Yes. Yes. So if you go to Tom's Hardware, you can learn all about the Lego, the Raspberry Pi build hat, including a tutorial on how to use it, even though you probably don't have it yet. Um, the, you can learn all about the M1 Pro and M1 Max processors. Uh, we didn't really do a lot of coverage of the Google Pixels because we don't cover phones, but our uh, our colleagues at Tom's Guide, not to be confused with Tom's Hardware, they're kind of the best buy to our new egg, um, are, um, have covered that really well. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a lot, um, you know, there there's a lot to read about. There's a lot of exciting stuff. And who knows? The week is the the week is only half half old and the month is only a little more than half old. So. We may be seeing some more cool products by the time we talk next time. It does seem likely. <laughs> well, as always, Avram, I I appreciate you bringing this stuff to our attention because, like I always say, we don't have time to to see all of this, and I appreciate that uh, that you are able to introduce us to it, and I cannot wait to see what we talk about next. <laughs>